When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Happy Wednesday. It's time for the Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. My name is Holly. I'm filling in for Donnie this afternoon, who is still out. He'll be back soon. Lori and Julia are in studio. Where in the world is Donnie? Where in the world Where is he? We, we have heard from him. He oh, is, he he is, is made his. Made his way to the uh, communication center on the ship in the Mediterranean to send us an email. It's so hysterical. Yes, he has. Okay, so... Uh, we just saw it today and it was sent on Monday? Yeah, it might have probably. been. Yeah, probably. Whatever mm-hmm. day June 17th was. That, that, that was Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah, so here, here's Don... And I had said yesterday, I said, I think he's arriving in Barcelona. Barcelona. Barcelona, because I have... Gone on the twelve-day Mediterranean cruise work. that he's on because he's going in and out of Rome. So you really do have a lot of stuff because you only have like maybe two days at sea because there's a lot of ports and there's like you go to Ville in, in France or you might like he was they're in all Gibraltar. right next to each other. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of stuff. And you just have a, your own hotel on the water. Yes, it's mm-hmm. so exciting. And then you have these wonderful day excursions. Yes. Like every day is a present. Every day is a gift and you wake. I mean, it really is. And you don't know what you're going to experience. And then you can decide where would I like to come back and stay? I would love to come back. You know what I mean? Because you're seeing so much. You could never see this much of Europe in, uh, you know, this amount of time without being gone two or three weeks. Sure. Okay. You know, but taking yeah. trains and driving. Planes and, and automobiles. And automobiles and, and all that. So, I, And you don't have to worry about parking. <laughs> I am a fan of a Mediterranean cruise. I've gone on about a half a dozen, and I um, love Bregger. them. Bregger. I know. <laughs> just oh travel God, business. Put it right under there. Julia, my first... First honeymoon was for two weeks on one, or the second honeymoon. The Radisson Diamond. Inaugural, yeah. I mean, it was like really. I mean, were you they, travel was, industry? We got some perks, Holly, did. and I really got perks because of my job more than Julia because she I. was burdened with a husband and children. <laughs> burdened, burdened with having small children and a husband. No, but I mean, you know, that does limit how much you can like do, how many boondoggles well, you can course, take yes. at work. So this here's Johnny. Checking in. Hi, guys. Sitting on our veranda, looking at the ocean. Tough life. Having a wonderful time on our cruise. Cartagena was cool. Lots of tapas. Loved visiting the Roman theater that was built 200 years before the birth of Christ. Funny story. There was a room near the top where the rich men sent their wives because they would talk too much during the performance. <laughs> Made me think of Julia. Oh, I just am reading this right now. Yeah, ha, ha. Oh, my gosh. Gibraltar was very busy. We walked about f- 
for three hours. Heard a lot of British accents as the area is still part of the UK. Had some delicious fish and chips at a place called Roy's Yum. So it, I'm going to tell you, it was just busy, busy, busy. You're just like, you know, schlepping around with, there's a lot of tourists. Yeah. Uh, today, or no, uh, yesterday in Cadiz, t- toured the old city and then visited Two white villages. What does this mean? They were charmingly. Well, he knew he would ask that to you. Okay. Here's his explanation. Yes. They were charming, charming little hamlets with winding streets and so many cafes. All the houses painted white. Believe it or not, is the it is the law in this area. I love that that they have. Holly, some... where is Cadiz? Is it France? I am not sure. I'm going to look it look up. Look it up. Okay. Right. Today in Malaga, which is Spain, took a trip about a half a mile up into the mountains. Talk about your winding roads. Don't look down. Yes. Remember that one great book we had, and I think it took place in Malaga. They were on the Which, vacation. Remember oh, the yes. family? It was kind of a crazy beautiful, family. It wasn't Beautiful Bones. It was, no, 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 it was a different book. Okay, okay the guide. Malaga our, that I'm just looking or Cadiz. Cadiz is a France. It C-A-D-I-Z. looks like. It's Spain. It's Spain. Okay. It's gorgeous. Spain. Yeah. And then Malaga is also Spain. Yes. So that was the, the guy, you know, anyway, the guide was incredibly knowledgeable and quite funny. So they were probably, you know, doing the sightseeing and stopping some places. The weather's been perfect. Malaga has 320 sunny days a year. You think he picked that up from the tour guide? Yep. <laughs> Never gets above 80 in oh. the summer, below 50 in the winter. Wow. That's my kind of climate. At sea tomorrow and then Barcelona for two days. Hope all is well at the ranch. Donnie. Then he sends me something today. Day one in Barcelona. What a great city. Visited the La Bo- Boqueria Market. Amazing. I don't like olives, but the ones we tasted were incredible. Could eat them all day. <laughs> also the best dates I've ever had. Bought some cheese to bring home. Weather continues to be fabulous. I'm off to music trivia, hoping oh. to win another pin. Another oh, pin. Because, what? you know, they do have great entertainment. on the ship. You know the, he yeah. just... Beat everybody on this cruise. Yeah. What line is he on? Do we even uh, know? I think he is on. I want to. I don't know if he's celebrity or if it's Royal Caribbean. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, I can I, just it see might him in all Caribbean. the trivia things. He's very good at that. Yeah, so I know. what so, a fun thing for him. Donnie. And then I wrote back to him. Oh, my gosh. We love your notes. I said yesterday I thought you were arriving in Barcelona. Don't forget the TH. Don't forget to mail yourself a postcard from somewhere. Yeah. That's, that's my good, little. That's a good memory. If you're going on like a unique trip, is to buy a postcard. Like if like on a cruise in each little place that you visit, and then that day when you're back, just sometime with your glass of wine and your veranda, write the highlights of that day and what you loved, and then you mail it to yourself. That's a great idea. So good because it kind of you know each like a, every day, when every day is a present, sometimes the bonbons start to taste the same. You know, yeah, it kind of can. Um, you're like, now where was that again, and where would we? It's kind of my little, and then then you get like fun little postcards from yourself when you come home from. I know trip. it. It just sounds amazing. I can't even imagine. Yeah, you I, can. Uh, well, yeah, you've it, been on cruises. Oh, you know I've been. Oh, the last one I was on with you, and but I haven't been back. But there's something about the Mediterranean because oh, the sh- vistas, what you see and everything, you know, with these islands or you're, you can be and off to this side as you can see the, the Africa, the coast of the continent of Africa. I absolutely or, love. It's like a lake. I love the view from the lake from a pontoon boat. Yeah. yeah. You can see the front of the houses and what people do. And it's just so much and more And when you do come into the, some of these ports, yep. I mean, you do have like and some of them you 
in the Mediterranean, you're right, like, uh, you're right, like Livorno is a big port city, so they it's a big uh, port area like Miami, but a lot of them in the Mediterranean, you tender in, sure. at, so you're, docked, you're out from the at water, sea. and you've got this beautiful view oh, beautiful. of the coastline, beautiful. and then you take the little tenders uh, back and forth. It sounds so lovely. Yeah, so... Um, this Cheers to Donnie. Donnie's yeah. longest uh, vacation, vacation that he's had in 17 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've never been gone this long. No. As he is. I've never taken more than a week. You have. I When we took your dad on the 80th uh-huh. Mediterranean, I think I was gone 12 total days. Yeah, I've it, never been It was been over gone. the Labor Day, so it was kind of like I only I only had to take like seven work days, right. but we left like... The day we were gone, Friday like, night when the fair ended. Yeah, yeah, we did, and we were gone for like 12 days. Unbelievable. So... Good for him. I have an update, a really good update. Okay, so, um, you know, tomorrow night is our Grease sing-along at CHS Stadium, and tickets are still available. And just a couple things, you know, they were kept saying rain, 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 rain tonight. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. There might be a little isolated shower in the afternoon, but nothing tomorrow night. And if you want to, though, they do allow umbrellas Uh in CHS, which I just found out. So the doors open at 6, and the show starts at 8. But in between there, we're going to be doing some fun stuff. Yeah. And they also have eight of the classic cars because it's back to the 50s this weekend at the fair. Good timing. Eight of those cars are going to be at CHS for people to check out and do everything. And all the the concessions will be Julia, I'm not going to be able to hand jive. My arm doesn't work that way. Even though I'm out of the sling, I'm going to wear it tomorrow night. night. Mm -hmm. We're doing the, or Julie keeps calling it doing the hand, hand job, job but, I, but it's the hand job. It is the yeah. hand job. And I do I know how to do it if I don't have to move my hands out away from my body. That's, so I am really going to look like I'm doing something funny up you're there. You're going to be conducting an orchestra with one, one hand. hand. That's fine. Okay, but that's the big news of the day. Lori's sling is off. <gasps> Lori, yes. I got to get out of the sling, although, um, you know, I can use it like... Like he said, maybe, you know, at the end of the day, you might be tired or if you're in a crowd, you want to have it protected. But yes, I'm out of the sling. My arm has been in one position basically for six damn weeks. That's a long time. You've been a trooper, dude. Julia. (laughs) What? You've had I'm getting a massage tomorrow. Don't cry for me, Argentina. No, I know. I I don't. (laughs) But I do know that this, I would go crazy. That's a long time. It is a long time. Yeah. That is a long. Yeah, it was. So, okay, let's, we got to go. It's that time. It is already, Julia, time. We're clipping along, and we are talking to everybody. Welcome back to my tag, 1071. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. And I, in an effort to impress my husband every once in a while, I get my sports thing on, Julia. But I was so taken with Robin Roberts' uh, interview with Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the number one guy. He's from Jeff- Duke. He's yeah, like the number one draft pick for the NBA basketball draft, which happens tomorrow night at Barclays Center. Yeah, he just was, I don't know, I was enchanted with him, his answers, and all I knew was he was the guy on Duke who I think didn't he blow out his shoe? He blew out his Nike shoe. Okay, let's listen to Robin uh, Roberts from GMA uh, interviewing Zion. He's 6'7", 285 pounds of jaw-dropping athleticism. Oh my goodness! He was three feet above the rim to hammer it home. The gravity-defying dunks. Throwing fans into a frenzy. And moves so fast, his shoes can barely keep up. Slipping and injured is Zion Williamson. I mean, you can blow out... How many people can blow out a shoe on a court? 
I'm not sure. At just 18 years old, Zion Williamson is being called the future of basketball. After an explosive freshman year at Duke University, he declared for the NBA draft in an emotional Instagram post yeah. this April. I will pursue my next dream and declare for the 2019 NBA draft. And tomorrow, he's widely expected to be the number one pick at the NBA draft. And he really is like just incredible, and, and right. she is such a basketball fan. You know, well, she's like the she perfect played basketball. Person. Yeah, I know. And she like, reported on ESPN basketball. Right. right, you could just tell that she was how like, she really... holds the ball. I mean, she could tell she's a player. Yeah, she's a player, and I was just like, I really thought he was just his answers, and um, I was impressed. I think this next one where he talks about his is this where he talks about his mom? Not quite. Not quite. Okay, she's... let's just play the next okay. one. Okay, Lori loves us. I know, Shaq. Zion, going by first name only. Don't even need a second name. <laughs> I mean, those are some big shoes to fill. You ready? Those are big shoes to fill, but uh, I'm not looking to fill those. I'm looking to just be the best Zion I can be. I know that you're aware that the New Orleans Pelicans, that they traded Anthony Davis. So if indeed you are the number one pick, you will be the face of that franchise. Are you ready to take on, at your age, a role like that, if it should happen? Gosh, who said that? I'd be the face. <laughs> um, I think Maybe. I'd be ready um, because I just love this game, and I'm a competitor. Uh, whatever I'm doing, I want to win. I think the same for the players that are already there. Is this kind of like when Kevin Garnett, did yeah. he come at 19 well, yeah, to the, the Timberwolves? Big, yeah, they have to play one year yeah. in college, and then they can get go then into the draft. Go, yeah, go, And go he's pro. already visited New Orleans. So he already knows he's going there. There's no surprise, because they have the There's first pick. There's someone who has the first pick, pick. yes. Yeah. So he'll be picked. Yeah. What a terrible name for a basketball team, the Pelicans. Well, of course. I mean, do you Pelican like that name? Brief. It was it was based in, I, yeah, in no, New Orleans. I know, I know, I know. They're probably the other team is the Saints. I, that is such a better name. Okay, well, let's play the next one. This is where he talks about his mom. <laughs> what was it like being coached by your mom? I stand by this till this day. She was the hardest coach I ever had. Don't let that mom word like fool y'all. Like would be in the car riding back home after my middle school games. I said, I'd be like, yeah, that was a great game. Like my mom be like, what? Good game. You missed the pass there. You didn't shoot it there. Her being my biggest critic was the best thing for me, actually. And it paid off. By the time he was in high school, he was already garnering legions of fans. Even Drake posting a picture sporting a then 16-year-old Zion's jersey. Wow. Drake is all over these basketball players, isn't he? Yeah. He's he, kind of like a sport hog. Yeah, he is. But it was just so cute, you know, about saying that about his mom. And oh, that yeah. just sounds like a... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, like, that. doesn't that just sound like a mom who's also going to be a good coach? I mean, I know you were this way with... Uh, I was, I... No, but you would well, be you constructive just better with you today. Yeah, but I mean, you guys, I always admired, like, kind of, like, uh, your rah-rahness and uh, in a positive way, but also not letting... Because if you have somebody who's really good, you can't let them just be getting all the claps and pats. You know, you're already getting special attention. So the mom and dad, or in his case, the bonus dad or whatever, probably got to keep you grounded wow, from all I, that praise. I think we have one more. We have two more. Okay, cool. All right, here's the next one. How do you stay grounded with everything that's that's coming your way? There were times when this wasn't here. There were no interviews. There were no fans. Gym was empty. Actually, it wasn't even a gym. It was an outdoor court with me and my stepdad. Uh, I just think back to those times when it was just me, my stepdad. And- but then you walk in the door here. I didn't even have to know that you were here. I could hear that you were here by the reaction from those young kids. And I know that you spend time with kids. Why is that so important to you to do that? Because I was a little kid at once and, you know, having the chance to meet an NBA player or even a college player when I'm like five or six, I mean, I I know it would mean a lot. So um, just to talk to those little kids and sign something, uh, I try to do as much as possible. I mean, is he yeah. not just like he? I love meeting Zion. I'm. So, I feel like I'm just like helping. Well, you know, us know him because if you're going to be, you know, if you want to impress somebody with your sports knowledge and you don't usually have any, look at like look at that. My guy is with the NBA, so he will. He, yeah, he might yeah. be impressed with what you not learned really. today. I mean, I impressed Casey today <laughs> with what I told him. Did I you go, hear Did me? you know his mom was the coach? And Casey did I not know that. I never knew that. I got to be honest. I did not know his mom was. Okay, the coach. play the next. One. Where are um, some players in the NBA right now that you look to as a role model to help you at this next level? I mean, gosh, I'm not going to view them as a role model when I get there, but. Oh, you're uh, compa- Oh, okay. I love that. Right. But um, people I have respect for LeBron because uh, since day one, he had the highest expectations and he's exceeded all of them on and off the court. Um, Russell Westbrook, I love the tenacity he brings, and Kawhi Leonard, because oh. he don't say much, he just handles his business, and just goes on about his day, and I respect that so much. Just hours away from now, your life is going to change. I don't see it so much as my life changing. Um, I'm going to still be playing the game I love. Um, I feel like with the circle I have around me, that they'll keep my life the same as it's always been. Just probably more people calling my name. Oh, I mean, that's a good attitude to have because his life is, is going to change, isn't it? Like, is he going to mm-hmm. get like a gazillion dollars or something like that for a contract? Oh, a gazillion. Yeah. Who knows? They're just like a gazillion. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully the Timberwolves get some good players in the draft. Yeah. Well, I know. We how- have an all new staff. I mean, they have a new coach. Yeah. I, no, Saunders was made the coach, but they've got a new president. Right. Of, uh, basketball relations. It's and everything. called the quote unquote rebuilding stage. Yeah. Isn't you that? know it. Yeah. You know it. All right. So you. I got it. Lori. you always really, say when you have to really... do a bunch of firing of people at your corporate environment, oh, we're going to rebuild, you know, when you get rid of like, you know, a quarter of the staff or something, then you tell the rest of the staff, we're rebuilding. It, we're rebuilding. <laughs> 
That's what we're doing here. You want to have your own people with you. Though. I know. All right. You listen, listen we come back. We got something to say and we're going to say it. Ellen Hildebrand just DM'd us and said, I'm at the ready today. She is. Yesterday, All she, right. she napped through our interview. Yeah. But she was on CBS this morning today. She's, yeah, the, the book Summer of 69, I, I think it just came out. It did. Yeah. That's why I... We're always first on our list. I know. I, so we'll be chatting with her in a couple minutes. Yeah, in like 10 minutes. So, so. she's awake. Um. Uh, so we both right. had to experience Beverly Hills Housewives last night. Oh, I had to. I had to see if the, if the trip to Provence would continue to be one of the most boring uh, <laughs> international real housewives trips we've ever been on. And yes, indeed, it, it did. This is uh, the, they're in this beautiful chateau beautiful. in the middle of a bunch, you know, nowhere, nowhere near a town. They had, had to take a helicopter, helicopter to a vineyard and then take a van's back. I mean, it's nice and fancy, but to me, it's a place you go because you're, uh, that's where you're having a wedding, a party. Yeah. There's nothing there. And they come down to dinner in and fancy breakfast. outfits with their purses. And there's, I mean... They they're they're not like if the Provence Tourism Board gave them any money, it's not working. But maybe this chateau will get some reservations. Well, I would think the chateau would. The chateau. I mean, I've stayed in Provence, and there's you can stay in beautiful accommodations that are right, at, you know, right next to a village, so you can stroll and in, into the, the town, into the square, and go out. But what you're saying, it's not an action spot. It's not an action spot. No, they're out in the country. So if you're going to a town like, you know, I'm going with my friends to Napa. So we want to stay right in Napa. Napa. You don't want to. We stay don't want to stay in a firehouse because we looked at all these Vibero stuff, yeah, which are lovely, away. but Beautiful. they're too far away. They're too far away. We want to walk. Yeah. So they're making a lot of drama. Uh, but I did like when they went to the vineyard. There's a ton of Lisa Vanderpump shade being thrown. Oh. I loved when they went to the vineyard and drunkenly imitated other housewives. I thought that was very good. It was hysterical. But they kept trying to get Erica, Erica Jane. Jane to be mad at Lisa. What's Rinna. her real name? Her name Erica is- Girardi. Girardi. Is- but to trying to get Erica to be mad because Lisa Rinna dressed up as Erica Jane at a Halloween party, which was hysterical, and Erica didn't care. So Teddy Mellencamp, either bring your dad on the show, give us some serious dish on something. Her, she needs to go. She is beyond boring. The accountability coach. She is, Julia. I I gotta admit, she's boring, and that's why she kept insisting to Erica because they have to make some drama. They do have to make drama. Erica Kane had a migraine. I'll Hollywood speak. She had a hangover from the day before all the travel, and they drank that night. And she and is she, a cold biatch. When, we saw her at Craig's, and she gave us the cold stare. We were afraid oh. to go over for like forty five minutes at work. We worked up the courage to interrupt them. <laughs> Lisa Renner, you can always interrupt. She's about one of the most darling people in the world, and she's yeah. genuine. Yeah. I will say this. So you have um, Dorit, who we're going to find out next week. About Cam- the money. Camille Grammer is going to ask her, so where do you guys even get your money from? But don't you love how Dorit is dressing this she's year fabulous. and everything? And then Teddy Mellicamp doesn't uses Kyle Richards' clothes. Yeah. And then my whole thing about the thing was that when you have people that are fun and upbeat and then someone is so 
moody yeah, as that's Erica really what they should have just She's said. You just heard moody. our feelings this morning. You were such a bitch. You're so at the moody. Table. Are we you going to be in it? So you've got a migraine. We won't talk to you then, but we're not going to feel bad. Right. That no. you're, you've got the dour face yeah. and, and you're going to just be crabby Debbie all day. Debbie Downer, crabby crab. There's nothing worse. Mm-hmm. I, I was uncomfortable watching the TV show, watching how uncomfortable Erica was. She comes to the breakfast with her robe on and her sunglasses and she barely even opens her mouth to say good morning. She's like, and just sits down and they're all like, hi, you know, we're going to go to a vineyard in a helicopter at one thirty, And she's like, mm. you know, I mean, uh-huh. and then a- my other only part about this, cause I, I, you can glean something about women's friendships. I think watching this and that has been the thing what, that yeah. I, and I've loved the opulence of Better, Beverly Hills. I've gone into this year. I don't know you what have, happened to, know to the what. New York and to Beverly Hills. I love so it, usually Julie. Drive I'm me crazy. here for it. And maybe it's because there hasn't been all the fighting and the screaming and the blah, blah, blah. But one of the things I think when, like Erica Jane talks about, I don't have any girlfriends. I've never had very many girlfriends. Like I've never had girlfriends. Yeah, but even, if you've watched previous, and I also read her book, right? She, I mean, not that this is a thing, but when people have rough childhoods, and she, she just, she's a very distrusting person, and I don't know how much like that, she, how much therapy she's had, right. you know, like with some of the stuff that's happened because in past episodes she's gone back. To I think she's from Georgia. Yeah, somewhere. And her mom, she was raised by a single mom, and her mom was, you know, like worked at night, and Erica was one of these kids that was home alone, you know, at 8 o'clock. You know, yeah. she had to grow up kind of fast, not knowing who her dad was. And then she marries Tom Girardi. She moves out to Beverly Hills when she's like 20, and she works at a, at a cool Beverly Hills restaurant and meets Tom Girardi at 23. Who's a she, gazillionaire. Well, he had money, but she'd already had a baby at like 18 or something mm-hmm. like you know, she was a she was married and divorced and a single mom and moved right. to California. So you know, she's like has people put up these walls, yeah, and absolutely. she's one of those people that she's not ever taken down the wall. She would stress me out. She would like you better than me. I wouldn't because she would stress me out because of her sour face. I can't peace. You, you would be, be wondering what's wrong with her, and it, you would like it. I try to help her and yeah, fix and her. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't care, and I I'd wouldn't. be like, "Okay, honey, how can we make you be part of everything and smile and yeah. blah blah?" And then she tries to open up for a second, and then that Teddy. Oh, I know. I'm done with her. She's probably really like dying today because she was kind of drunk on the show. Kind of drunk. <laughs> Very drunk. They on had the show. to push her up the stairs. Yeah. I would never be a housewife for this very reason, yeah. Lori. Those cameras are always on. Right. All right, moving on. I just, there was like, blah. Here's what someone said to us. Uh, This is from Mary Jo. She wants. But how about Camille and seeing Malibu and how much burned and everything? Her whole house burned down. Mm. Yeah, and how much you really got to. Her whole house burned down. It was wild seeing what the wildfires did. And I think that's why The Edge, Bono's lead guitarist, he's been fighting for 14 years. He bought 151 acres in Malibu, right above the state park. And he's been fighting to do what? He wants to put in a hundred million dollar compound and compound and build roads that only he can go on and pave over and clear cut. And anyway, sitting anyway, they denied him because he's right above the Malibu 
uh, Creek State Park. And I know you know where that is, Julia. Mm. You do, Holly, you do. Yeah. So it would have just kind of taken out this beautiful sort of scenic thing. But he bought it. He bought it 115 years ago. And so he's did been he, fighting to build. So it wasn't for residential use? It, no, it was untouched land. And it's at the end of a public road. So they I would have, have blamed to put it, it on my real estate agent who said, oh, yeah, you can build a house here. Yeah, no, he's been fighting. And the, the, the California Supreme Court said no. And I bet the fire situation didn't help his case. No. You know? Yeah, because it was devastated. Malibu was just devastated. Devastated, and maybe you need, like, maybe one of the reasons why the fire swept, you know, I mean, the more building that you have and the less of the natural, I don't know, you know. You're you're sounding from a different mouth, so, yeah. Well, do you know what I mean? That it's, if you look at where it is. Oh, about, I saw it. And you see the, you know, it's cowboy country out there. It's beautiful in its rustic self. You want to have a bunch of buildings done, no. and then you got to add the road. And anyway, they just said no to him. No to him. So no, no, no. All right. So, um, what was I going to tell you today? Um, the there's, you know, we were a little bit obsessed with the guy who did the movie Free Solo that climbed El Capitan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie. A ten year old girl has I, climbed it. I wow. saw that on a the Today Show. Ten year old girl. How? Isn't that dangerous? Well, she's been climbing. There were pictures of her being a baby. Her parents, her parents obviously, climbers. They met. Yeah, they climbing. met on the hill. Okay. They fell in love on El Capitan. Oh, no way. Yes. That's a ca- sheer face. Well, she was living out of her Volkswagen bus, she said. We and saw that in Free Solo. or We saw that because that guy talked about the people that are live, the campers and live, live out of their vans. They live out of their vans. Oh and gosh. so this gal was on the Today Show. She was pretty cute. I don't know how I feel about that, though, letting a 10-year-old do that, you know, when you could die. No, you could you're right. You're I don't right, know Lori. that I would, I don't know, but that's their thing, so I'm glad I'm not their parent, and I'm glad I'm not Are you glad daughter. you're not their parent? Yeah, that is just parenting beyond my ability for even thinking about. Well, the guy from Free Solo was actually watching her from yeah. afar and sent her a note, a video today on TV. Remember the girl who piloted the plane with her dad, and they yeah. ended up crashing and dying because she was going to fly around the world? Piloting. Do you guys remember that? I the don't. California no, girl? I don't. But some things you're saying. It was like 10 years ago limit. or something like that. And I don't know. I just, jeez, uh, can't the kids just be the kids? They like to climb. It's what they do. I guess. Wow. Don't get any ideas with me, Julia, or Project Down and Dirty Climbing. El Capitan. El Capitan. Oh. You have a broken wing. There's no way we would anyone would even suggest a climbing thing. Oh, no. yeah. No, we'll never do anything physical again because of what happened at the um, Project Down and Dirty, the military one. There's just, remember the obstacle course? I. How could I forget? <laughs> How could I forget? Oh, no. What happened? Well, Alexis got hurt. hurt. Yeah. She fell off the thing. And oh, that was the that was like the most hotly contested. We were, we're so competitive. Oh, so competitive. And we were so mad because Jason and Alexis got to watch us on video as we would do each thing first. We were so competitive. So they were able to kind of like study the footage. That's oh, right, Holly. We were so oh, we, we like, matured so much. Yeah, we, we like we protested. And we're like they shouldn't be able to watch it, and because they watched us in the building when we had to evacuate yes. wounded 
people. And it was all based on a time thing. I mean, that wasn't a competitive one. We haven't had anything that, since then. Yeah, that maybe, competitive. maybe they don't want us to be that competitive because we got hoping, feisty. I'm so hoping for Project Down and Dirty Ranger Rick. At my cabin. The cabin. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. <laughs> At your cabin? Yeah. I, that be so good? It would, you know, I like the angle. Yeah. I, love I the appreciate angle. you, Just got to figure out how we can get the crowd involved. All right, listen, we got to go because we got to talk to oh, Ellen yeah. Hildebrand is waiting for us. We're going to talk to her about Summer 69. Oh, we are delighted. Day two with Ellen Hildebrand. Ellen, how are you? Hi, ladies. Good. How are you? Well, good. Are you still in Manhattan? We saw you on the CBS Morning Show with Gail and the gang. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, I am. I'm staying in Manhattan, and I have events. So my event tonight is in a place called Newtown, Pennsylvania, which is about two hours west. So it's, I've had a little bit of a car ride. Oh, you are full you on are. in your book tour for the uh, summer, summer of '69, which I don't know how you can consistently keep topping yourself after book after book after <laughs> book. But I really this this yeah. book is. So it's so great. delicious. Can you give um, our listeners the summary, Ellen? Absolutely. So it's obviously set in the summer of 1969 on Nantucket, which is um, the, the summer is very special to me because it's the summer I was born. So I was born on July 17th, which was right smack in the middle of the most newsworthy week, probably of the 20th century. All of these things were happening. Um but as uh, Tyari Jones, the novelist, once said, you know, novels are about people, not problems. So I didn't want to make it only about the history. I wanted to make it about this family. So it's a mother, um, really, and her four children. Um, her only son is sent to Vietnam at the beginning of the book. And she has three daughters at home, one of whom at times she's pregnant with twins. She's married to an astrophysicist. She's working on the moon launch. She has a daughter who is living on Martha's Vineyard, working at the hotel where Teddy Kennedy will stay later in the summer and she has a 13 year old um at home who's on at home on Nantucket who's taking tennis lessons and trying to grow up despite all the things that are going on around her um you know this is your is this your 23rd or 24th book it is my 23rd okay you you're our favorite summer read yeah and this one tops (laughs) it and you know when you talk about all these things going on so what I learned this morning watching you on with Gail King was that during one week of time Mary Jo on the Chappaquiddick happened. The moon landing. The moon landing and Woodstock. And that's pretty amazing. Woodstock was, yes, amazing. Woodstock was the next month, but it was, I think the lineup was announced in this very same week. And you, and this is kind of, you know, your first really kind of weaving in historical fiction. Yes, absolutely. It was so much fun, too, I want to say, because I did read, obviously, and I read newspapers and I. I watched the Ken Burns documentary Vietnam like three mm-hmm. times. But the most interesting research came from watching, from talking to people who were alive then, who were teenagers, who were young adults. Yeah. Um, who had so many memories of that particular summer and, and visceral detailed memories. So I, I, you know, I chose 
wisely and used some of those details in the book. Well, and at the end of your book, in your notes, you know, you did say that you had always had this idea because you are a twin that you wanted. You had this idea of writing a book about that week that you and your brother was born. I just thought it was really sweet, you know, the, I guess, the inspiration or whatever for, you know, yeah. your great your great book, Summer of 69. We just loved right. it. Well, what you have to remember is that with each of our big birthdays, so we turned 20 and it was the 20th anniversary of Man Loaning on the Moon, and then we turned 25 right. and 30 and 40. And, and so now it's the 50th anniversary of all these things happening, and I thought, what a perfect year. I mean, I got this idea like four or five years ago, oh. but I thought, what? What a perfect idea to bring it out on our 50th birthday. And Alan, you know, they call it the bleep it 50s. And it's the most fun. <laughs> they are the most fun years. I'm telling oh, you, just don't no, even fear it. It's my auntie told me that who was a 20 year old in the summer of 69. And I called her when oh. I was turning 50 and I said, I am scared to death. And she said, it's the, they are the, it's the best. It's the beginning of so Excellent. much fun. You'll be fine. Okay. So, wait. so other things about this book, cause you used one of Lori's favorite words early on, tumescence. Okay. You have, when I saw that in there, I thought of Lori because she likes to say turgid and tumescence a lot on this show. Excellent. I couldn't stop laughing. And then just all of the history, but you touch on racism. There's kind of me too things in there about mm-hmm. treatment of women. There's, and there's a feminist angle in there too with this young woman who just really wants to go for everything and doesn't understand why she oh. can't have it. It really, Touch on the current events that we're still facing today, but also it just made the story that much richer, I thought. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, those were definitely issues that I wanted to, you know, and I wanted to, to sort of attack them differently. One of the things when I was on with Gail King this morning, you know, talking about the race issue, she loved the fact that it's it's the black family that doesn't want their son dating a white girl. They I know. They not have it. And right. She just thought that was a great way to sort of turn the stereotype on its head. Mm-hmm. Um but we did talk about, you know, the Me Too movement and the and the women's live and how that is still an issue and how a lot of the you know, the things that were happening in nineteen sixty nine are still in the news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really are. And then also even just, you know, the tiger story about, you know, being, oh. you know, drafted and you know, I people forget that I mean, I guess if you've got a high school boy, you know, I mean you do need to register for the draft still in this country. It does have yes, real do. consequences. Yes, you do when they turn 18. Yeah, and mm-hmm. to just do it. But you kind of forget that the, that is a t- time, you know, that that was going on. And then also it made me re- remember that, you know, at 18 years in Afghanistan, we're in our longest war. And we have, you know, people and families that are still experiencing still goodbye to their children yes, and loved ones. all of this. And the I'm rest sorry. of us have forgotten. So I, I guess I, I, I'd like you know that aspect of making that real and feeling it took feels. us two days to read i know we were so sad to be done and i'm a slow reader <laughs> it's it's the best i mean what are other I'm people telling much. you about this book are they loving it i think they are loving it yes yes it's a little it just came out tuesday so i don't have too too much See? Feedback, but people um generally i mean of course if they're talking to me they just think it's it's you know, they are saying it's the very best. And, of course, you know, ladies, that makes me feel so happy and proud. And it's also like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do to top this? Because um, we so love each book to get better. Yeah, I mean, we have loved all your... Last summer was the perfect couple. Oh, I love that. And, you know, yeah. we love that. We really do. And we've been on the air 17 years. And, Ellen, I think this might be, like, our 10th or 9th year in a row of talking to you in June as your book gets released. So we I always, think that's right. I think so. And so we thank you yeah. for, 
always making the time, um, you know, for us. And of course, it's a highlight. Oh, honey, thank you. (laughs) Um, So you're going to be in town this Saturday at Excelsior Bay Books, and there are still. I cannot wait. There are. That's such a cute area. It is. You're going to love it. Um, Yeah. And you're there from one to three. There are tickets still available. You need to buy the tickets at brownpapertickets.com. Um, and, okay. and you're and, there for two hours, so one to three. And so what can people expect? Are you going to do a little bit of a reading and then sign books and talk to people? Or how does it work? I'll tell you what. Probably, so I, I've sort of changed my my thing because I, I feel like pe- people were going to read the book anyway. Yeah. Right. I stopped reading, and especially in a place like Minneapolis where I don't get there very often. So I'm probably going to talk a little bit about my career, why I write speech books, tell a little bit about my personal story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take questions. And then the one thing that I do want your listeners to know is I'm going to stay until everybody gets their picture taken. Everybody gets what they came for. Oh, good. Oh, that's I'm, nice. You know, I'm going to really try and enjoy it because uh, the people of Minnesota are some of my favorite people. And the other thing I want to say is that with each event i'm matching my outfits if you match my outfit you have a chance to be on my instagram or my facebook okay wait a minute i have my (laughs) which outfit are you wearing (laughs) i am wearing a dress it's going to sound quite hideous but beautiful one of my favorite dresses it's light blue and bright red so either color will work light blue or bright red bonus points for both but um who was your dress by today the red and white one that you wore that was gorgeous that was called, it's by um, a designer called NBD. Like, no big deal. Yeah. I don't think that's what it stands for, but that, <laughs> that's her by. Okay, so, so now no deal. you piqued our interest last year. I'm hoping to come to Nantucket in the fall, and I will call you. But if I don't make yeah. it, I want to go to your January event. Yes. Where do... The January do, event is so much fun. I know. And if people wanted to find out about that and sign up for that, how would they? So it's this in Nantucket. Do it. Yeah. It's in Nantucket. It's in January, which it means it's marginally, probably marginally warmer than Minnesota. Um, and it is Martin Luther King weekend every year. Only doing it two more years, however. Okay. And we do all kinds of Ellen-based events. We do bus tours of all the spots. We do cocktail parties and dinners and shopping with special sales. And we do We're coming this year. Books. Don't talk anymore because we don't want it to sell out before we can buy our tickets. <laughs> it is so fun. And you go to the Nantucket Hotel and Resort at right. thenantucket.com. Okay. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, Lori. I know. Well, Ellen, you know what? We um, love you. We love Summer you. Summer of 69. Any, any book by Ellen going. Hildebrand, but Summer of 69, it's your best book yet. And of course, I know Thank you're. You. We know you're already writing your 24th book, 25th book right now. Thank right? you so no, much for you know, spending right, time please. with us. Thank you. Thank okay, you. Thanks, Ellen. We've got two copies of the book. No, we don't have any copies oh. to give away, Donnie said, uh, because he was gone. Basically, okay. blame Donnie. <laughs> so, You're just right. going to have to but, buy them. And you can, it's the best. Okay.